Hey Salon Sleuth fans, it's been a while since you've heard my voice, but I'm back and I have a story for you. My name is Leslie and in the past I did this with my friend Melissa and I have a salon because we meet so many different people in the salon and everybody has so many different stories. Then we just started to share them and most of them end up being about like true crime, paranormal, um, and like you, like Bigfoot or creatures ghost stories, whatever. We were always interested. And then um, I saw your post. And then, of course, I reached out and asked if you would want to tell your story. Right. So that's, we're all caught up. That's where we are right now. So if you would like to introduce yourself and then um, kind of a little bit of your background, and then I'd love to hear your story. Okay. Um, my name is Stephanie. I live in Spokane, Washington. I'm a wife and mother of three. Um, my family's from originally from Chewila and Kettle Falls in Northport, um, Washington, way up north by the Canadian border. Um, childhood, we did a lot outdoors, obviously going to family's house, um, but again, still lived up north and um, just really enjoyed the outdoors when I was younger. It's kind of, I think, a gist. And now that I'm older, we I'm an avid fisherman. And, or I like to call myself an anglist because I'm a girl, I'm not a man. Um, but <laughs> we, you, we go a lot of different places um, here on our side of Washington to fish and hike and really enjoy being outside, really. Yeah, and you have um, grizzlies up there, don't you? Yes. Which I have never seen a grizzly. We have black bears down here. Um, which I've only seen black bears and I don't think I've ever seen even a cougar other than at the zoo. Um, you probably have seen some other things, but um, being that you're a fisherman as well, you probably ran into all kinds of stuff, but yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm guessing because I've met some people that live up in that area. And especially if you're outside a lot, you've, come across a, a lot of different things, but which brings me to kind of what you have recently just saw. Yes. And I'd love to hear about that story because um, I'm not even sure you know what you saw, right? And that's, that's the truth is okay. that I, I can't, I'm not going to say that I know exactly because it was something that I have never seen in my entire life. And it's something that I had never heard of through family um, growing up, which like I had heard of Bigfoot, my great grandma talked about him. My grandmother talked about him, all of my uncles. Um, so this was something that he, I was, I was, I knew was a possibility. Definitely not this. Because sure. your whole family is from that area. Yes. Is that right? Okay. Uh, way up in the, in the mountains. Okay. So they probably, it, have they've seen Bigfoot in the past and yes. these stories that they were like they they were passed down through the families absolutely okay and avid hunters and they would say oh we've seen him you know when they were out hunting and coming back and hearing that and it was it's definitely something that we know is real yeah in these for sure interesting okay mm -hmm. then let's go into your story Yes. Yeah, so we, um, my friend and I, her name's Melissa. Um, 
we had decided to go on a night drive, something that isn't abnormal for us. We would just kind of get a full tank of gas and just go wherever the road takes us, kind of, as long as and we'd get someplace and at about half a tank, we'd end up coming back home because we knew that's how much it took to get us there. <laughs> and um, we had ventured our way into Idaho and we stopped at a couple places and we had discovered a couple of really cool bays that we didn't know were there and we were really excited about that thinking oh well the next day we'll bring the kids back um she has children of her own and just kind of exploring in that sense it was late at night it was probably about nine or ten not the smartest thing to be doing but we've never had issues before so you know we we just continued on. Um, we got into a small town in Idaho and Sagal, Idaho. And there was this sign that part of the letters were like the name of it. Part of those letters were like worn down. So like, we couldn't see the name, but it said Bay. And we thought, oh gosh, could be another one, you know? So we hopped on the road and started taking up the mountain and what felt like gosh it seemed like forever I thought that maybe it was an old sign like maybe this isn't you know what it is anymore um we ended up finding the bay and it was a cute little town at that point it was about 10 30 um super cute and we thought oh how fun would it be now by this time we had downed our sodas and we needed to pee and so we seen coming up into the bay that there was a public boat launch and nobody was awake at this point. I mean, no one. And so we decided to stop there and go pee really quick. I'm sorry. It's just, so we pulled in and everything seemed like, it, I mean, it's dark, but normal, you know, we went and got a little pamphlet out of the informational sign. We realized that we were in at Garfield Bay public boat launch. She had pulled in and um, had her brights on because I was like, I'm not peeing in the dark. I don't want nothing biting me. <laughs> and so she was going to take a, like a watch for me just in case. And I would do the same for her. So we walked up and I pulled my pants down and started peeing and she goes, oh my gosh, Stephanie, there is somebody here. And my first thought was they're going to see my whole butt because I'm in the, in her car lights. And then all of a sudden there was a crack and I mean, it was loud. It was not thunder and lightning. It was it was so loud. It, it sounded like a tree breaking, like a large tree, which up here we know from the winds and even in thunder and lightning storms, when it hits a tree, it'll crack it, booming. And then all of a sudden my friend starts screaming and she is like shaking and screaming. And I've known her for many years and I've never seen her react that way. And so I was looking to see like if this person that she thought that she saw was attacking her or, you know, is it a bear? Is it, it could be a grizzly. It could be a cougar. It could be, you know, anything. Yeah. At this point. 
and um, I'm not seeing anything at first. And then I hear this sound. All of this is like within seconds. It was like a growl and a and almost like a hiss, like a like that, but it was deep. Like, you know, when it comes from big lungs. Yeah. And I know what must sound like. They don't sound like that. Elk. I mean, I've never heard anything like that before. Um, like I said, I'm in the lights of my of the car. And so I turned to look at it because obviously, I mean, I'm literally caught with my pants down at this point. And um, what I've seen was horrid. I don't know. I didn't smell anything personally. Um, I don't know how I didn't. At first, when I seen it, I seen the color of a deer and like the white on the ear. And I actually said out loud, oh, did the deer scare you? Because like I said, at first glance, that's the color of the ear. It was a deer. And then I continued to look as it's running and it wasn't like running in the sense of a normal run like if you were alarmed it was almost like a um prance like how a deer would jump through large or really tall grass you yeah. know it was very graceful it wasn't and you could see the part of its eye that was drooping really low like it like it was like the skin was hanging off of it off of its skull there was no like tissue there um was it the it point, wasn't standing upright though it was like no, it was all force okay um it was like deteriorate it was rotting it looked like it was rotting mm. from the point to where you could see bits of it almost looking like it's falling off you know yuck yeah it was disgusting and i the antlers were huge which is or not antlers horns or however you want to put it um they were huge and i mean huge um probably i would say like three feet they were huge and then it was gone and that's when i like by that time I pulled up my pants and I'm screaming, you know, like I'm running to the car. She's running to the car. We're in full to the point where I was like tripping over my own feet, trying to get into the vehicle. And I kind of looked over and I seen, I was up on a hill where I was going to the bathroom. It was at the bottom of the hill. That, that was huge. I mean, it had, it was huge. It was like the size of an elk. Huge. But not an elk. It was something. And the head was very disproportionate to um, to the the size of the body. The head looked like a typical deer head, you know, like size wise. Thin, yeah. but like size. small compared yeah. to the rest of the body. Right. And um, like I said, we had seen many deer that night driving up through. Um, probably a good 15 to 20 just jumping around having fun as deer do it's kind of my favorite to watch them um 
we could, and you can see the buds on them. Like they're just starting to grow their horns. They're not, their antlers. They're not exactly large like that. They shed in the, in the spring and grow them in the summer, throughout the summer and or winter. And so, it, I mean, it just was, it was shocking. And by the time we got in the car, I mean, we pulled out of there like, a, like about out of hell. And we got back onto the road and that's when we realized that, like I said, all of this was moments. I mean, it was, it took the time for me to start being to pretty much end being is our time frame. Um, we had lost over an hour in time. Yeah. I have no idea where it went. I mean, like I said, I checked the clock thinking, oh, I should call my husband. I should tell him where I'm at, you know, kind yeah. of thing on our way down there. And so down to the boat launch and so I couldn't figure it out and I thought well I don't know maybe I, don't, I, I still can't I can't explain it I try and come up with a, you know different reasons for where that hour went and I can't find it to be quite honest because I looked at the clock like I it was almost like I wanted to know that exact moment what of when it like had happened I was shaking I was Obviously, a panic attack was in full bloom. Um, <clears throat> felt like vomiting. My friend was obviously shaken up. And we just, for a, we had to sit in the car, like almost in complete silence for a while. Until we got into um, Sandpoint, Idaho. Because we weren't going back the way we were. Mind you, it only took us 10 minutes to get down that mountain when before it felt like forever. Um, we got into Sandpoint and we pulled into a gas station that was, I mean, it was closed, but it was well lit at least. And we just kind of looked at each other and said, what did, like, what was that kind of thing? Like now we can assess, now we can freak out. And did you guys both like describe the same thing? Like, did you see the same thing? To the T. Okay. To the T. Um, it was, it was like, what do you I, think? I believe after looking up online, yeah, um, Google, which can sometimes be great and then be terrible. Um, what it looks like to me in some of the depictions and like the um, drawings that has been done is it looked like a Wendigo to oh, me. I have to look that up. Um, she also have, or she also looked it up and she had seen that as, that as well. Sorry. Um, she had, she agrees, but one thing that I'd heard of them, but I always thought that they were in the South. You hear a lot of them in the South when you, um, go on to different like Bigfoot pages and stuff like that, which, um, we like to do. Every once in a while, you'll hear somebody bring it up. But like I said, it's always in like the West Virginia or um, kind of like very Southern region from what I had caught. And I'd never heard of anything like what I saw ever up here. Yeah. Like I said, from family to, you know, when you're sitting on a dock, a lot of the time you're sitting there with old timers that tell you all kinds of stories, you know, and my i've been like i said around 
so many different people that lived kind of in a rural lifestyle up here that I was just, I, I've never heard of anything that remotely came close to what we saw. Um, we, on our way home, because I called my husband because I finally had cell reception and obviously yeah. I was a and to find out I was, you know, we were an hour and a half out was disheartening because I wanted to just get home to my kids and my husband and she wanted to get home to her daughters. And um, we started talking on the way and we were saying, you know, what made that crack? Because it seemed as though whatever that crack was that like I said, that sounded like a tree. I didn't see a tree go down or anything. It's just, it's what it sounded like. Yeah. Is what spooked it almost. The sound that it, when it had made that sound, it was in my friend's face, like very close to it. And it almost like you're, you were this close, but it didn't get us. Like it was trying to scare her, you think? Oh, yes. Oh, absolutely, yes. It, I mean, it. I think that whatever cracked in that distance saved our lives that night. I have no, absolutely no doubt about it. That is... After like something was protecting you that made that noise? Is that what you're saying? And like even something- if it wasn't for necessarily our protection even if it was something that just seen it you know and was like get out of here or whatever you know I'm not naive so naive to think that I know yeah but even if it was trying to shoo it out of its area even if it was you know like I don't I wouldn't I don't want to say that it was oh it's because it's seen us and wanted to save us I think that I mean it could be an option but and the I mean, besides the look of it, did you, did it make you feel a certain way? Because when I'm reading about this, it sounds like a bad thing, like a really evil thing. (laughs) It was, like I said, when we came in, it felt for, like I said, for people, we go night fishing all the time. We go into new areas all the time, all summer, um, throughout fall, spring, Again, it's probably not the safest, but we've never had issues. Um, we usually were pretty comfortable walking into it. There's the dock, there's the water, you know, we kind of get our, our whereabouts that way, you know, where we're at, especially in the dark. And um, we're pretty comfortable when we got out. It was very uneasy feeling thick. The wind started blowing. Um clouds kind of felt like it was moving in you made you think of like a storm like a storm was coming you know oh, yeah it wasn't, it wasn't fully there but the storm was coming because I mean it, it really started whipping and um it was one of the most terrifying things I've ever experienced in my entire life like all the way up until 24 hours I think I was I couldn't close my eyes I couldn't go to sleep I just seen it I just kind of held on to my husband and I was just awake well, to- I mean it even sounds like now it's still just talking about it it sounds terrifying 
yeah, I mean, considering, like I said, it's nothing that I was prepared for. If it was a standing hairy thing that was in the distance that roared at us or made a noise or, you know, we would have been like, okay, get to the car. We know what it is. Let's keep moving. You know, this was something. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. American Giant makes the durable, comfortable spring closet staples you need for work, the gym, and even happy hour. Made in America. Designed to last a lifetime. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20. Completely different, like I said, that I have never experienced in my entire life. Like I said, I, I got home and in town and instantly I called my mom. Yeah. And was like, mom, you know, I seen this and I'm scared and you know, kind of that comfort and like, what did I just see? Because even as an adult, when you call your mom, you are like, if I don't have the answer, she has to kind of a feeling. Yeah. And um, I had also had called my uncle and he goes, um, Stephanie, look up Hope, Idaho. And so I did. And there was actually last year on September 10th. So we were four days apart. Um, they had found a man there that had eaten his neighbor. And we thought that that was kind of strange considering where we were at Garfield. It's just on the other, Hope is just on the other side of the Ponderay. So the the body of water that we were at and after research on the Wendigo, um, it was weird for sure especially because it sounds like this thing can take over a person giant humanoid yeah um and it's a flesh eating and fear and becomes becoming a cannibal yeah um i like i said at the time i just knew that i i was in fear for my life yeah at that point i mean like I said, I didn't know what it was, and I'm not saying for sure it was a Wendigo because, like I yeah. said, it was four legs, and it was just I know that it was huge, and the the rack on this thing was huge, and I had gone I've gone through so many different scenarios in my mind, just driving home of trying to explain it away, you know like the wasting disease that Idaho has um, with their, that's mm-hmm. affecting their deer. And they, I'm just trying so hard, you know, Eesh. but the size of it with a deer head, I mean, deer aren't that size. It doesn't matter. They're not that big. And I know that like wholeheartedly, I know that. And my friend knows that. And even if it was like a diseased animal, the other animals that would relate to the size, even if it was wasting, they're not that color. They don't have like that white on the ear. There's, it just doesn't fit. 
you know, and those are like this. These are the things that I for sure saw. Here's the thing. I think you've been up in that area long enough from your childhood on that you would know what you're looking at. Right. These are animals that you're familiar with. And this is clearly something that you're not familiar with. We can both agree on that. Yeah. It was just something that you're, you, it's just super confusing for, and it was fearful for sure. Traumatic. I, yeah. Traumatic. When me and my friend, she had posted in another group as well. It was more of, has anybody else seen this? Yeah. Is it just us? Like there's Did anybody nobody. respond? Did anybody see something like that? We had um, some people that had said, you know, I had friends that were up in the area and they seen something terrible. And that's all I'm going to say mm-hmm. to um, a lot of people. Our, our region is um, very, it, it's steeped in native American history and mm-hmm. our, our tribes are, are amazing. And we have a lot of them in our region. Um, and a lot of people were saying maybe it was a shapeshifter. Mm-hmm. which I mean like I said I I will not say they are right or wrong because I don't know what it was I as for like when you had asked about what did we feel I don't know if it pressed a feeling on us because when you've seen it it was like instant terror yeah due to the visual you know so I couldn't say if there was anything lingering after because we didn't stick around we were right next to our car we bought, we were able to get out of there and that that initial terror stuck with us for at least honestly like 42 hours who was driving you were your friend my friend and was she like peeling out of there like going oh, like a bat out of hell girl we were gone <laughs> and were you at first like in silence or were you just like trying to like get it out and talk about it first of what it was it was where do you even start yeah okay where I've been in situations like that where you're just trying to like decompress and trying to like get it out like um try to just like understand what you just saw right yeah all the aspects of it like I can close my eyes and I can still see it like I, I like I'm standing right there all over again I can see it and it was like I said, in the car, what did I see? Because like like I said, in my mind, I was going through a deer, you know, it, but it was too big. And then what about this? And what about, you know, kind of like process of elimination in my own mind of trying to explain what we had seen away. And How then close do you think you were? Me, personally, I was probably about 10 feet. And your my friend, friend was closer? My friend was much closer. It was probably... I mean, it was in her face. So I would say like four to five feet from her. And was it like as tall as her? Oh, no. It was the head probably. Okay. Yes. Um, that, like I said, the, the antlers were, I mean, I can't explain this enough. Like, like something that you would see on a Cabela's wall mm-hmm. from some other place you know what I mean just because they were thin they weren't it wasn't a rack that resembled a like an elk or a moose where they're thicker or even um after um bucks get older 
and that you know their 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 horns get really thick you know the keratin grows thicker in them um they were thin they were okay like little skinny things yeah but it was huge like it, they just shot up and just fanned out and again yeah. for the time of year that doesn't fit it just yeah. doesn't it just doesn't like that's like I said I I've tried to go through so many things in my mind to figure so out what's funny that's interesting is that if I saw that I would be scared anyway right. but because you know more about those types of animals and the seasons mm -hmm. I think you're even more confused because you understand that right or I would just be scared because I saw that where you're even more confused because you know that typically at this stage the racks would be thicker and fuller and so like there's a whole different element to it as well absolutely it's yeah. the, you know like I said we had seen lots of deer and I mean they're their racks at this point they're just itty bitty you know they're little yeah. bugs because they they shedded them this spring and it just didn't it didn't fit I mean we have seen so much like with hiking we had seen we'd seen a bear this year we had seen um multiple moose um like i said we really like to get outdoors we know to keep our distance and obviously from you know family and growing up you know the different things like you make lots of noise so that way they know you're there or you know can hear you in your distance coming up um we it's not as shocking because we know how to handle the situation to keep us safe, our kids safe. Um, I mean, you're rattled a little bit. You, nobody, at, well, at least not me. I don't walk by a bear and think, oh, it's just a bear. But yeah, you're not al alarmed in the sense of, oh, it's going to eat us. It was, you just kind of keep your distance and keep moving. Yeah. Um, like I said, this was nothing, nothing like I had ever seen. And again, what I was looking into, and I had heard of Wendigo slightly before. I didn't look too much into them, but um, from different podcasts and things, you see it, you know, like the animated versions or people's stories, but they're always they're not in the, in the Northwest, the stories that I hear of. Mm -hmm. Nobody's like, oh, you know, over in the Colville National Forest, we've seen this or, you know, it, I mean, you just don't see it. You don't hear of it. At least I haven't. And so it was never something that was ever on my radar. Yeah. Kind of thing. Like, I'm just. Were you able to see like, did it have hands or hooves? Do you know? Um, hooves. Okay, because I'm looking at some of these pictures and they look like more like hands, right. but um, but it had more like feet, like a deer. It it seemed like it would have had hooves. Like I said, okay. I had seen personally from like the neck up, because like I said, I was okay. I was on a hill, yeah, where okay. the lights were shining over, so what I could see fully in the light of the car's high beams was like from the neck up. Okay. Another thing, um, 
it seemed like it would have hooves by how it like gracefully almost it seemed like it danced off mm. it was not like a like a deer when it's scared it's like a deer frolicking in yeah in you know tall grass it was it did like big jumps and it was not as it was definitely didn't have the same effect of seeing a deer jump through the tall mm. grass yeah but it was scary because it was silent you did I mean something that big you hear you can hear it moving you can hear the grass you can hear even if it's just grass and it jumped into bushes like in like bushes I would say like the under canopy of you know the forest it was a well-treated area the brush um it had jumped into it was silent I heard nothing I mean I watched it there was nothing there, there was no sound other than the wind. Yeah, that's even scarier. Yeah. So um, I had, I'm just, I feel really lucky that my kids weren't with me. It wasn't like a sp spontaneous family type thing, you know, because I don't ever want them to fear the woods. If we shot that thing with Hello? a rifle, I don't think it would have done anything. I mean, it was clearly, it looked dead. Mm. just standing you know just moving but dead it was how do you kill something that or protect yourself even from something that's not living looking you know that's so scary but I can say that for somebody that usually doesn't have that kind of fear I will never go back into that area probably ever again for the rest of my life. goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 